What's in a name? This is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. of the FBI television series. In the Navy, the classification ensign denotes the first commissioned rank. Prior to its adoption, the rank had no naval history or background. But if your name is Oliver, it's a different matter. Oliver means the olive and is a token of peace. The olive leaf, which the dove bore to Noah in the ark, was a token of peace after the tempest of the flood. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring an interesting look at one of the popular Western programs of the 1950s. For at least a decade, one program ranked as the most listened to adult Western on radio. It finally switched to television with the same results in popularity. I know you'll recognize this opening and the theme song used by Marshall Dillon. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke was broadcast from Studio 2 at CBS Radio on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Columbia Square is its affectionate name. And the building still stands. Of course, now it's converted mostly to television and recording. But in the 40s and 50s, it was bustling with every big-time entertainer in motion pictures and radio. I know if that building could talk, it would choose Gunsmoke as one of the programs of which it was truly proud. Radio shows were much easier to do than television. The Gunsmoke cast would meet at the studio early in the afternoon, sit around a conference table, and read through the script. While this was being done, the sound men would prepare the effects needed for the broadcast, and the orchestra would rehearse the theme and musical cues. The cast would then read through the script on mic for voice effect and balance, then an hour break for dinner, and back to the studio for dress rehearsal before recording the show. On this edition of the Golden Days of Radio, we're presenting one of the dress rehearsals of Gunsmoke. You'll hear William Conrad break up as he reads lines, and, and during several portions, the cast ad-libs until it sounds like a comedy show. It's all here, except for a few edits, which could have turned this network into a garage. But most of it's here. So listen sharp and hear Gunsmoke as you've never heard it before. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, 
starring William Conrad. The transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America. And the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. That's Enoch Mills' new hotel. Well, it will be when they get it built, Chester. Never heard of a cattle rancher going into hotel business before, Mr. Dillon. Enoch Mills is a man of enterprise. Hmm. Look yonder at him. Why, he's as proud as a new father, ain't he? Well, it isn't every day a man builds a new hotel in touch, I always say. Hello, Marshal. Chester. Oh, Mr. Mills. That's going up pretty fast, isn't it? Oh, we've got most a month before it's finished, Marshal. Uh, How many rooms are you going to have? Fifteen. Could have more, but this is going to be a class hotel. Not some hay tent like Jim Doby's Dodge House. Well, I'll bet he's jealous. <laughs> Doby's had monopoly in this town long enough. <laughs> You're right about him being jealous, Chester. He's already done everything he can to keep me from building. Oh? Oh, what's he done? Well, he tried to buy up all the good lumber in town, for one thing. Good lumber in town. Thought he'd leave me with nothing but a lot of warpy cottonwood. But I got on to him soon enough, and I'm building with the best, Marshal. All ash and hackberry. Uh, huh? Here hello, John. Uh, oh, hello. It's a scouting enemy, I guess. Huh? Uh, leave him scout. He'll be out of business soon <laughs> scouting enough. Scouting enemy. <laughs> scouting the enemy, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a town meeting we're about to have. Are you, Marshal? Chester? Hello, Mr. Doby. Coming along fine, Doby. Of course, it's only a little bitty hotel. Half the rooms, but twice the class of the Dodge House. You won't get my trade. Hello, John. I've been in business too long. That's what I figure. Who's your little friend, Doby? You'll never beat me, eunuch. No, You're I, getting John. too old. Old? I'll eat the goose that fattens in your grave, Jim Doby. Yeah, not likely. Anyways, what do you know about the hotel business, Enoch? You won't last a month. Good question. Uh, now, look, you men, Dodge can use two hotels. There are plenty of trade here. Why don't you quit fighting each other? You're too scared of a little competition, Doby. You ain't slept a night since I started building. You got a ranch to run, Enoch. That's enough for one man. You shouldn't be pushing on other people's territory. Well, you ain't gonna stop me. I've tried to stop you, and I'll go on trying. All right, he's threatening me, Marshal. You heard him. I'm gonna fight you, Enoch. I'm gonna fight you all the way. So now, you'd better start staying up nights. belongs in jail, Marshal. Doby's a hard one, Enoch. He'll give you a fight, but I don't think he'll do anything illegal. He won't, huh? Well, you wait and see. And it's gonna be your fault for not stopping him now. The whole blame's gonna be on your shoulders, Marshal, and I ain't gonna let nobody forget it. Kitty, get that thing out of here. Oh, 
Well, this is the loneliest jailhouse I was ever in, Matt. Mm. You and Chester don't spend much time here, do you? Yeah, we'll be around more often if <laughs> you drive in occasionally. <laughs> I haven't got a license. Oh, I see. Well, you never did have. Well, that's one reason I'm going to live so long. I came by to tell you something, Matt. Oh? Yeah. Look out for this Christmas traffic. <laughs> don't tell me that's around again. Yep. I met a guy at the Long Branch this afternoon. He didn't say much, but... I... Man like that stands out like a white buffalo. Oh, you can pick him, Kitty. Gold Shank's a gunman and a crook. He isn't wanted that I know of, but he sure ought to be. Well, I didn't figure him for a drummer. Oh. Well, I think I'll let him stay around a few days. See what he's up to, a drummer? Well, there are a couple of men with him, but it's hard to say if they're friends or if they just met. Oh, well, they're probably friends. Gold Shank never liked traveling alone much. Oh, it didn't look like gunmen, Matt. They're just a couple of saddle bumps. Maybe I'm wrong, then. Well, thanks for telling me, though, Kitty. Mm. How's Enoch Mills' hotel coming? I haven't been by there lately. Oh, they got the frame up. Enoch says it'll be another month anyway. Huh? Jim Doby been letting him alone? <laughs> well, he keeps prodding him pretty hard. I guess those two will never get together. Not the way they're going. on my knee again, oh, Miss Kitty. Well, something scary you, Chester? Oh, worse than that. Oh, what that new hotel's on fire. On fire? And old Enoch saying Jim Dobit. Oh, my knee's killing me. You better get down there, Mr. Don. By the time I reached Rex Corey, a bucket brigade had been formed. There wasn't much to do but get in line and form a circle. Even while we worked, I could tell the fire had been set and that the wood had been soaked with kerosene. It was all over in a half hour. And not because we'd put it out. There was nothing left to burn. The next morning, I went back and had a talk with Enoch. He'd already bought more lumber and had his workmen busy cleaning up. This ain't gonna stop me, Marshal. Takes more than arson to stop Enoch Mills. I guess there's no need to ask you who you think did it, is it? Well, Jim Doby, of course. You know that as well as I do. You don't have any proof of that, Enoch. I got what proof I need. And if you was anything of a lawman at all, Doby'd be in jail right now. I can't arrest a man because you and he are enemies, Enoch. Well, it don't matter. I ain't counting on you no more. I got other ways. Eh, coming right there, Marshal. You mean Gilshank? That's right. He's seen me after the fire last night, and he offered to go to work for me. What do you need a gunman for, Enoch? <laughs> that makes you sit up, don't it? You and Doby both. You bet it does. Uh, Marshal Dillon. Well, now, uh, this is a pleasure. Yeah, he knows you're working for me, Shank. I told him. Just Shank, Enoch? What do you mean? Is he the only one you hired? I'm alone, Marshal. That's what you're driving at. You're making a bad mistake, Enoch. You don't need a man like this. I could take offense at that, Marshal. Well, you just let me know when you decide, huh? I'll let you know. 
kind of nice. Yeah, it's telling them. Yeah, you've been listening to each other again, I can tell. You won't do a thing to Jim Doby, either one of you. You're protecting the criminal, Marshal. But it ain't gonna work. Shank's got a plan. You said you was gonna figure something out, Shank. You done it? Well, Enoch, what with the law being so loose around here... We got to protect your hotel. True. <laughs> Day and night. Shrimp Curry does it every time. <laughs> How many riders you got out at your ranch? Oh, about 20. Well, I want 15 of them. What? I want them here in Dodge. We're going to put a guard around this building 24 hours a day. I can't spare no 15 men, Shank. Who's going to watch the store? You ain't moving cattle this time of year. Of course not. Well, then five riders are enough for that. You want this hotel to go up or don't you? All right, I'll send for him. Say, ain't that... No, that ain't John. That's Jim Doby over there. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Little Jim Doby. Come to enjoy his dirty work. Yeah, guess. Shank. What, Marshal? The first sign of any of your dirty work, and I'm coming after you fast. Bye. Oh. Morning, Marshal. <laughs> Doby. I suppose I'm getting the blame for this. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, why ain't you arresting me? I've known you for a long time, Doby. You're a big head and you can be downright mean. But you don't fight this right. <laughs> You make it hard. I don't know what I'm laughing about. You can thank me by laying off Enoch Mills for a while. There's going to be enough trouble without you making any. Oh. <laughs> Nothing ain't gonna happen after all, Mr. Dillon. What? I mean about old Unit Mills's hotel. <laughs> Hello, John. Uh, everything is purely pawn peaceful. Well, with 15 armed guards spelling one another day and night, it ought to be. I didn't see that fellow Gil Shank around yesterday. Oh, Enoch said that he rode down to Tuscosa. <laughs> what for? To hold up the bank? <coughs> well, it wouldn't surprise me. Here comes Mr. Botkin. Oh? Morning, Marshal. <coughs> Morning, Chester. Your dogs are on the way. Morning, Chester. Hello. Morning, Mr. Dodkin. Uh, you look dressed for traveling. Well, a banker doesn't do all his work hand. behind a desk, Marshal. I've been looking over some land up north the last couple of days. How'd you have a good trip? Fine, except for crossing the Pawnees. It was almost in flood. How'd you make it? I was mm. lucky, Chester. Some cowboys were taking a herd across, and they gave me a hand. Swimming a herd across the Pawnee this time of year? <laughs> mm, yes. They must have had a thousand head, Marshal. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, who was it? I don't know anybody moving cattle now. Well, they were strangers to me. Oh, what was the brand? The brand? <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not much of a brand reader, Marshal. Uh, you think you could draw it for me? <laughs> uh, over here in the dirt, Mr. Bodkin. <laughs> Uh, here's a stick. Yeah. Now, what did it look like? Well, there was a circle here and a line through it, like this. It, oh. it stopped just about here. Why, everybody knows that brand, Mr. Botkin. Everybody but me, I guess. 
Where would they be taking those cattle, Marshal? Only one place, the Greystone Indian Agency. is about 20 miles beyond there. Oh, they're going to sell them to the agency, eh? They won't get top prices, but it's always a fast cash sale. Uh, Chester. What? Go saddle three horses and tie them up behind the office and then wait for me. I'll be back after dark. <laughs> Go ahead, Enoch. Don't know, don't know what you're bringing me here this time of night for, Marshal. I got everything ready, Mr. Dillon. Good, Chester. You got everything ready for what? Well, I don't know exactly, Mr. Mills. Oh, I, I think you're both crazy. Here, that's no way to talk. Nobody ain't done nothing to you. All right, hold him, Chester. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose burning my hotel down was nothing? Oh, it wasn't a hotel. It was only just the frame of one. That about right? Chester, I'm beginning to think you and the marshal are both in on it. <laughs> You're such big friends with Jim Dolby. You'll believe most anything, won't you, Enoch? Anything but what you tell me, Marshal Dillon. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> sure enough, true. Now I'm getting out of here. I got nothing to say to you, and you I got nothing to say it, to Chester. me. He's stronger than you'd think. Don't know why I come in the first place. Now, wait a minute, ain't I? Marshal, make it faster. I will. I will. <laughs> I was going to try to explain something to you, but I can see that would be a waste of time. Are you all through? Hey, what? Give me my gun, Marshal. No, I'll keep it for you, Enoch. Right here in my belt. Are you arresting him for something, Mr. Dillon? Not arresting him, Chester. I'm kidnapping him. <laughs> was about as mad as any man I ever saw. But I managed to get him on a horse, and then he and Chester and I rode quietly out of Dodge. <coughs> Next day, we'd covered some 60 miles and were at Greystone Indian Agency. It was run by a man called Albert Leach, who didn't seem too bright, but at least I could tell he wasn't a grafter like most. I had a talk with him, and then I brought Enoch in to meet him. <coughs> Come in, gentlemen, come in. Have a chair. You give me a chair, mister, I'll bash both your heads in with it. Now, really, Mr. Mills? How come you know my name? Why, Marshal Dillon told me. Uh, this is Albert Leach, Enoch. He runs the agent. I don't care who he is or what he runs. He's got anything to do with whatever you're up to, Marshal. He's going to end up in jail, too. Oh, good heaven. Don't worry about it, Leach. Enoch was up all night, and I think it put him in a bad temper. Sure. Uh, Leach, I want you to tell him how many cattle you bought yesterday. 1,012 head. Uh-huh. And you paid... $15 a head. Huh. And you robbed somebody. Any coward can walk's worth $20. <laughs> the government never pays over 15 Mr. Mills. That's why I don't sell to the government. We haven't got much time. Uh... Hello, John! <laughs> Here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you paid for those cattle yet, Leach? 
No. <laughs> the boss will be here any minute to collect the money. I'll pay him, Leach. We'll wait in the other room. Yes, I understand. All right, Marshall. come on, Enoch. Oh, getting yourself in deeper and deeper, Marshal. <laughs> but I've about decided you won't go to jail. They're going to lock you up in a madhouse. Quiet now, Enoch, and listen. <laughs> of that outfit that just went by? <laughs> Enoch Mills is the boss. I run it for him. Whoosh. Come on, give me the money. I ain't got all day. That's Shank. Well, hurry it up, mister. Where's the money? Oh, I'll kill him. I'll kill him with my bare Wait a minute, Enoch. You dirty thief, Shank. What are you doing here? Dylan. Hold it, Shank. I said hold, hold it, Shank. Hold it. Bang. Bang. Can't I hold set it. it down now? <laughs> You killed him, Marshal. You're not hit, Enoch? No, he missed me. <laughs> so this is what he wanted my men guarding the hotel for. Rotten criminal. He had some help, but we're going to be a long time finding him. I don't care about them. You got him. He set that fire, Enoch. He planned the whole thing. You had it figured out. Why didn't you tell me? You wouldn't believe anything I said, remember? Well, I've been a fool, Marshal. Looks like I kind of owe you an apology. What about Jim Doby? You're giving him a bad name, you know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, Marshal. I never should have started that hotel in the first place. I'm a cattleman, not no innkeeper. Oh, you mean you're not going to finish it? Oh, I'm going to finish it. But then you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Jim Doby and ask him to run it for me. You think he'll do it, Marshal? Yeah, he'll do it, Enoch. And whenever you come to town, he might even let you stay there if you behave yourself. And now our star, William Conrad. Good night. concludes this edition of the golden days of radio and one of the great radio collector's items. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. And here's a thought to remember. If you're going on official leave, pass, or liberty, have an authorized delay en route, or are within seven days of discharge from the service, you are eligible to travel on planes, trains, and buses at reduced fares. Find out how before you go. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. <laughs>